Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Conversations from the C-Suite, the Girlfriend's Guide to Being a CEO. I'm your host, Dr. Stephanie D. Barnes, and you know how we like to get started. We want to make sure that we have others in this conversation because this is going to be a great conversation. And as much as I love hearing the sound of my own voice, I don't want to be talking to myself. So I in invite you to invite at least three people. Let's make sure that we send out an invitation to at least three people and shout out to at least three groups because we're going to be talking about the very important commitment to removing toxic people away from your holidays. So I'm going to do what I've asked you to do and invite others to the call and after these messages, we'll be right back. It's really not in the messages, but I will be right back after I invite some folks out. So I'll be back. All right. Well, welcome everyone to Conversations from the C-Suite. It is time to get this conversation started. I am your host, Dr. Stephanie D. Barnes. And as always, it is my pleasure to be here with you in the C-Suite where you make the decisions to create the life you desire and deserve. Because, you know, every woman needs to have a seat at the table because regardless of whether you are creating a seat for yourself or whether the seat is already there and you're taking your position when you are at the table you are in a position to get others at the table because we know there is power when women gather so conversations from the c-suite is where we empower each other to not only find our seat at the table, but find room for someone else. So Conversations from the C-Suite is a power-packed hour where we give real women a platform to discuss the issues that real women face in real life because we know that life doesn't end when we leave the office. And you know, CEOs don't wait on great things to happen. They make great things happen. So we want you to make those CEO moves on your journey to the C-suite. Why the C-suite? Well, you know, in any business, the C-suite, that's where all the power is, baby. That's where all of the decisions are made. And whether you report to a CEO or you are the CEO of your company, you are always the CEO of you which means you always have the power to create the life you desire and deserve. And it's only a decision or two away. And of course, as the chief executive officer, we want to focus on that middle word executive, which means execute, which means we are getting things done. That's why here in the C-suite, we make CEO moves. So we want you to feel something learn something, but most of all, we want you to do something because it's all about your actions that will lead to you having the life you desire and deserve. So we want you to make those CEO moves, create your circle of influence, educate and empower yourself for elevation. And the most important move of your CEO move, operationalize what you learn to optimize 
your outcome. So conversations from the C-suite is the girlfriend's guide to being a CEO, which means we're just having a great conversation over wine. I hope you have yours. I have mine because we want to make sure that we are ready to make those CEO moves. So are you ready? I don't know if you're ready, but I'm ready because this is a very important topic and something that we all face in one way or another. We wish that we didn't have to face it, but unfortunately, sometimes we do. You know, some of us may be dealing with the person or people that we want to disinvite from the holiday dinners. You know, it's the person who shows up with the stank attitude and tries to put that stank all over everybody else. You know, they see life through poop colored glasses and they want to put that poop on you, but you're like, mm -mm, don't want that, don't want that, don't need that in my life. Could be a relative, could be a family friend that's even hurt you in the past because the, the hurt that our family members or loved ones or family friends or people in our lives have imposed upon us doesn't go away during the holidays and it's hard to sit there and enjoy yourself when you're looking across the table at someone who has hurt you and it may even be that you are just trying to hold it all together for the sake of the kids so that they can have a great christmas after a divorce a breakup or just a relationship that's way complicated. So we want to give you some tips, some strategies, actions, things you can do to make sure that the toxicity in others does not intoxicate you. So we are closing out our focus on the C in CEO moves, creating your circle of influence. Over the past few episodes, we've been focusing on relationships because whether it's at the office or at home, all of our success comes from our relationships because you don't do business by yourself and you've got to interact with others. So we want to close out this series with focusing on getting the toxic people out of your life. Now we're focusing on it for the holidays, but you know the toxic folks, they come around year round. So this is something that extends past the holidays, but can be especially difficult during the holidays. So I am pleased to bring back to the C-suite my girl, Jocelyn Gavin Lane. And of course, if you were here with us on the last episode, you heard from her and we talked about, you know, how to deal with loss during the holidays, whether that's death, divorce, or just dealing with grief and being able to have a joyful holiday regardless. So we're going to continue that theme, but focus on toxic folks that's in our lives as opposed to those who've already left. And we want to get the toxic folks out too. So let me just remind you about this powerful CEO, Jocelyn Gavin Lane, is a licensed certified social worker on the Gulf Coast Veterans Healthcare System in Biloxi, Mississippi. She's been in the social service field for over 15 years, and she is truly a powerhouse. Not only does she help veterans, but she also works in the community with her Pink Lotus Project, which focuses on servicing the needs of women and girls. And because she needed a little bit something else to do, she also has her own private practice, Premier Professional Counseling Services. So she is truly dedicated to helping us all to have better relationships with ourselves so that we can have better relationships with others. So without any further ado, I'm going to bring to the stage my Sora. She's also a member of the illustrious Owl for Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. And we want to just welcome you back to the C-suite. Hey, girl. I'm happy to be back. <laughs> oh, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. So again, thank you so much for joining us. And, you know, like we did last time, some of the listeners out there may be listening to you or seeing you for the first time. So we're going to do the who, the what, and the why again, where we learn who is the real Jocelyn Lane, what it is that you do, and why 
you make CEO moves because you're making some so you're making some major moves out there. Oh, OK, <laughs> so my who, what and why may be a little different from week That's to week. Good. So, <laughs> so I show who I am. Again, I'm Jocelyn. I am a licensed clinical, licensed certified social worker, clinical in some states. Same thing. But I'm a licensed certified social worker. I have been in the social service field for 18 years, working in some capacity of social services and social work. I've been licensed since, um, been a licensed social worker since 2000. So I've been doing this for a long time in some capacity. Um, recently opened my private practice, Bricks and Mortar. I have been, uh, had a private practice since 2013 and been doing some uh, concierge work, but decided to open bricks and mortar building and I've had a, a wonderful year so far. I'm excited about that. Yay. Um, I am a mother, a wife, a glamour, um, <laughs> a three-year-old and um, a servant leader. Yeah. Um, I love to serve and I think that women being in leadership positions is um, imperatives to move us forward. So right. I, feel, I, I like to see myself as a servant leader. Um, the, so that's the who, um, why, um, I do this because it's truly my passion. Um, I love to empower women. I love to empower girls. I like to see women win. I love to see girls. I love to see them when the light bulb goes off and they really understand why you've been, you know, on their back for the last couple of months and trying to get them to understand things. So I, um, I'm very passionate about women and girls issues. Um, and that goes over to my nonprofit, Pink Lotus. Um, mm -hmm. where we do a lot of things around women and girls uh, mentoring. And it also, you know, comes over into my private practice as well. That's mm -hmm. almost half of my uh, clientele of women and girls. Mm -hmm. um, and so I like to be able to be a help to them and um, be able to, you know, help them on their journey. Yeah. So that's the why. So the what. <laughs> yes. I am a CEO. Uh, I am a, um, gosh, a little bit of everything, uh, a non a board president. So I'm, I'm doing a whole, a whole lot of things, but I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying life right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I'm living my best life. I, at least I'm attempting to. Yeah. <laughs> You're living it, girl. You're living it. <laughs> looks like, um, I am running my, my own race. Mm -hmm. and, and enjoying every minute of every lap of that race and just really uh, in this season um, attempting to be thankful and grateful for where I am and for um, you know the blessings that are, that I have right now so well to you girl I'm not gonna pass an opportunity to have a little sip of <laughs> so yeah but you know it is you know truly impressive because of course i know you personally i get to see you or uh, have gotten a chance to see you work uh hard you know up close and personal i've worked alongside you and you know it is you you, you hit on something that resonates so loudly and is the reason behind conversations from the c-suite and that is getting women to embrace their leadership because you know a lot of times we are natural leaders mm -hmm. but more than often we're reluctant leaders we don't want to call right. ourselves leaders we don't want to be recognized as that which is why my focus is on helping women to be ceos and sometimes that's a literal ceo ceo of a company ceo of their own you know mm -hmm. business that they have ceo and in, in a business but it's really about being in charge of them and like you say living your best life running your race and loving every minute of it every minute. and you know like you say you and i are personal friends so <laughs> i remember being not being as confident as i am now and you you know encouraging me and saying no jocelyn you're going to take this opportunity and you're going to stand up and say exactly what you need to say so i thank you for that because i i needed that so that has helped me to propel and to being able to do some of these things. So I appreciate that. Well, great. And, you know, and, 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 I, and I appreciate that. And that warms my heart um, because, you know, that's why, you know, I talk about how important it is to make sure that other women have a seat at the table. Right. And, you know, when we get in those positions where we have our seat at the table or we are at the table, you know, a lot of times we have a sister who's sitting there 
She may not be comfortable there or she doesn't think she belongs there. She halfway there. She got her seat kind of pulled up behind. And, you know, we 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 help each other. Now, you know, for, for you and I, that has a particular meaning. It has a special meaning as right. it relates to our, our beloved Alpha Kappa Alpha. But, you know, I, I take that to heart, you know, within the sorority, but, but the, to the greater sorority, if you will, of women, women leaders and women accepting the role of being the CEO of their lives. Because when you become a CEO, you make decisions and every decision that a CEO makes impacts somebody else. And why not right. be purposeful in that and, and embrace that and, you know, help another sister. And again, we ain't got nothing against the men. Right. Right. Just right. Happens, this just happens to be our focus. Right. Um, and having the attitude that when one of us wins, all of us win. All of us win. Yeah, that is enough okay. room for all of us to shine. There's enough glitter. I'm convinced there's enough glitter in the world for yes. all of us to have a little bit of it. Yes. But it's, you know, not um, being very intentional about helping your sister out. You know, mm -hmm. um, I was not comfortable, but you pulled my chair right up and said, no, you can do this. So, you yeah. know. being nice, but I did it though. She being way nice about but how I said, I was probably a little bit more forceful. That honey boy, your chair. I was like, uh, uh, you just sit down right here. <laughs> and you can do this. So, you know, sometimes you feel like you might be there and that you can do something. But if you could get just a little boost yeah. from somebody, you know, that you admire, just a little boost, just a little nudge to, yeah. you know, to move you in the right direction is always really good. You never know who you're impacting when you just give just a little nudge, right? You know, just a little bit more as far as confidence to that person, to that other woman. And, you know, thank you. Well, you are so welcome. You are so welcome. And, you know, one one last thing I'll say before we get way off topic. It's a good topic, but what we're, we're supposed to talk about, but it's something that's just so, that's so key. And it, it kind of ties into this whole toxicity aspect because a lot of times, you know, we hear about or what is focused upon and quite frankly, what's glamorized our toxic relationships between and among women. You know, we've been um, castigated as, you know, the constant bickering and we can't get along. And and there are women, there are women. In fact, there's a whole study on it, queen bees. And queen bee is not a good thing. I used to think that was a good thing, but it's not. Uh, but, um, you know, there's, there's all of this rhetoric. Mm -hmm. There's all of this focus on the drama, the entertainment of the drama mm -hmm. and the perpetuation of this feeling that, you know, in order to be successful, you must be toxic. And that's just right. quite the opposite. Right. And it is counterproductive right. uh, when you don't bring others along, because I believe in building alliances and I ain't trying to be out there by myself. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, you know it, it, to me, it's quite the opposite. The less toxicity you have, the right. more you kind of move, move to where you need to be because, you know, that is, it's a weight. It is. You know, it and is. it is weighing you down literally. And so mm -hmm. when you can free yourself from that weight and we have to think back to when we first um, felt that it was okay to be toxic because we've all been toxic mm -hmm. when it comes to other women before in our lives. Now, I would like to to think that most of us have grown and we have moved, you know, forward. <laughs> and in some instances we have, but sometimes there can still be some toxicity, but you mm -hmm. have to think back to maybe third or fourth grade when you were on the playground and somebody mm -hmm. told you, you shouldn't like her because mm -hmm. she has long hair or you yeah. shouldn't like her because she thinks she's all that. Well, I don't really know what all that is, but because somebody told me that I shouldn't do this, then I'm considering yeah. that I shouldn't do this. So we are taught those type of um, relationships way back, mm -hmm. way back when we're younger. And so right. that moves sometimes with us throughout our lives. Mm -hmm. So we have to be very intentional about breaking those cycles. Right, right. So that's the perfect segue into, you know, what is really very important because, you know, as we introduced in the last episode, you know, the holiday season can be really stressful. It's supposed right. to be joyous. It's supposed to be all of this fun, but it can be quite stressful. And last episode, we talked about, you know, the financial stresses, the the stresses of having to get all of these um, gifts, you know, 
money aside, just the whole aspects I've talked about, you know, I used to have a 50 person Christmas list and right. it's so funny. There was a post that popped up on my timeline, you know, the, the what is it? The memories. And it was me fussing <laughs> about how I had all of my family's gifts, but I was completely stressed out about trying to get them mailed. <laughs> You know, yes. like 50 people, some of them are delivered or whatever. But, you know, we talked about all those stresses. But, you know, aside from all just the expectations of the Christmas season, the holiday season, the parties moving into the new year, there is the very real aspect of dealing with toxic people during the holidays. Because sometimes, it's, you know, I always reflect on the, the, the saying that hurting people hurt others. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. You know, a lot of times the people who are stressed out by Christmas, you know, they've lost a loved one. They feel alone. They feel sad. They feel overwhelmed. That toxicity or that those stresses have to go somewhere. And a lot of times oh, yeah. spew that onto mm -hmm. others. So right. you deal with that. Then right. you deal with, you know, the the toxicity that results from, you know, people who have hurt you in the past, whether that mm -hmm. is something on the scale of, you know, it's a broken relationship or just folks you don't like, or the very, uh, very hurtful aspect of someone who has perhaps, you know, you, you have to see your molester at Christmas. Oh, yeah. You have mm -hmm. to see the person who uh, assaulted you or someone who has, you know, uh, attacked you physically. I mean, you know, can be on that right. spectrum of, right. of the, of the, Issue in terms of, of what you're dealing with, but regardless, it all gets back to us recognizing that impact that it's having on us and making decisions around what, what are we going to do, right? And so, so dealing with toxic people during the holidays, um, I think back to the Hallmark movies, we mm -hmm. all want our families to be like this wonderful Hallmark movie, and it's just everybody's getting along around the table, and you know. But that's just not that's not everybody's reality. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, what knowing what your family's reality is before mm -hmm. you get there, mm -hmm. um, being prepared mm -hmm. is very important. You know, if you are if you know that your family uh, has some issues, you know that there are some things that, you know, an uncle had said to an aunt or if a cousin or, or whoever, if you know that going in there, you need to prepare yourself for what may happen. Or for mm -hmm. what maybe, and it may not have anything to do with you personally. You could just be a bystander. Yeah, but, that's tough. You know, it yeah. does directly affect your mood mm -hmm. because that energy that's being spewed throughout the um, holiday time, you're mm -hmm. soaking up that energy. Right. And yeah. so, if that energy is negative, then you're it. You know, it can directly affect your mood and mm -hmm. you being, you know, you not being in a good place for the holidays. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and first thing is being prepared. <laughs> right. Because, you know, at the beginning of this um, or the very first episode, and as a matter of fact, the very first six episodes of conversations from the C-suite, we dealt with mental wellness and, mm -hmm. and mental health. And right. the theme throughout all of that was protecting yourself, preparing for it and committing to to putting yourself first and not feeling like, you know, your mental health is something that because sometimes we think that's a luxury. We think that's something that somebody else, mm -hmm. that's other people, that's this or that's that. But, you know, we have to be, like you say, prepared and, and know what may know what, what mm -hmm. your tolerance levels are and know oh, yeah. the energy that affects you. Mm -hmm. And knowing that, you know, like, like we talked about last week, knowing that the holidays are not happy for everyone. Mm -hmm. So when you are mixing different people in a, in a room, you know, maybe for a weekend or for, you know, five or six days, everybody is not going to be on the same page with the holiday. Right. There will be some people with some different feelings about others, about the holiday, about losing someone. So you mm -hmm. got people in different places emotionally yeah. that are all coming together like a gumbo. Yeah, I'll come together. It don't taste and, good. You have to make something that tastes good for Christmas. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so you know that can be difficult because you have a, a lot of everything happening. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so just being mindful of others, mm-hmm. you know, when you're when you're being when you when you're walking into the room, mm-hmm. be mindful that these other people may other people may also have some things that are going on that they're not happy about too during this time because right. the holidays are happy for everyone. Right. So let's let's talk about that. Just kind of the, I, you know, you deal it, or you you know you have a relative, a family friend, whatever, right. who is just you know got the stank attitude. You know, what responsibility, if any, do we have for helping that person find their happy place during the holidays? You don't have any responsibility. Thank you. Let's I, I was hoping you was gonna say that, but <laughs> but I asked it just so that you can spe- look specifically say no, specifically say that you have no responsibility for making anybody else happy during the holidays or any other time of the year. Hello. <laughs> Responsible for is setting some healthy boundaries mm-hmm. while you're there, right? And you're responsible for being prepared for your feelings and your emotions mm-hmm. because everyone is responsible for themselves and they're mm-hmm. all responsible for their own mental wellness. Yeah. So you know that can sometimes throw us when we're trying to take care of everybody else and make sure that right. everybody else is okay. That yeah. you know, please don't say this because we don't want to, you know, upset somebody or we try mm-hmm. to make sure that everybody else is okay. So yeah. take care of yourself, mm-hmm. be prepared. And as my grandmother say, mind your own business. Yeah. <laughs> because you cannot be responsible for someone else's happiness right. in the holidays. Right. Right. So let's let's talk about just kind of the, the very real thing. Right. We know it's it's truly not our responsibility. Right. But you know, how do you actively work through that what are some suggestions rather you have on actively working through that you're at the family dinner somebody there with the nasty attitude you're trying to be respectful they just they're trying to test your gangster right. <laughs> how do you you know literally kind of deal with that on the spot because it's easy for us to say right now but when right. you're with that person they're sitting right there in front of you you're trying to enjoy yourself you're trying to sip on your 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 wine or whatever it is, your mm-hmm. and you know, and they're just kind of constantly coming at you. Yeah. So setting boundaries, that's a huge one. Um, and going in with a positive attitude, but the boundaries are the most important thing that you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, when you go in and you already know that there's some tension, that there's some negativity, you go in with your positive attitude. But you also set boundaries. Don't allow this person to come and say this to you. To mm-hmm. pull you. Don't allow this person. Set those healthy boundaries and say, I am not going to be pulled into whatever mm-hmm. this confusion is going to be. Whatever the confusion is, you have yeah. to set boundaries. Set boundaries for your time. Mm. Oh, yeah. You know, we say we're going to start at 2 o'clock. We need to start at 2 o'clock. Yeah. You know, if we say that you know we're going to... Open gifts at three. We need to open gifts at three. Being respectful of other people's mm-hmm. time um, is also really important. Yeah. Being positive when you get there. Mm-hmm. Expect to have a good time. Yeah. And be and decide you're going to. Absolutely. Yeah. Expect that you're going to enjoy your family. Because mm-hmm. if you come in and there's already tension and you're you have an attitude then you're already anticipating and expecting not to have a good time, mm-hmm. whether you know it or not. And you're going to give off that vibe as well. Mm-hmm. So expect to have a good time. Monitor your conversation. Mm-hmm. Control your control the narrative. Mm-hmm. Religion and politics are off. They're off. Oh, the yeah. that, that's not to be discussed. Yeah. <laughs> out of the conversation. Um, control the narrative. When a conversation is starting to become negative, you control your conversation. You control that narrative. So you give yourself permission to walk away from those negative conversations. Mm-hmm. Give yourself permission to go have your glass of wine and say, look, you can come and join me for a glass of wine and let's talk about New Year's Eve. So mm-hmm. control that narrative, control the conversation mm-hmm. so that you have you know, the option not to make that negative. Yeah. Um, prepare yourself for possible chaos. Yeah. Have an exit plan. <laughs> so you have to prepare yourself for positive chaos. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, for possible chaos because it may happen. Yeah. You know, and so how, what's your exit plan? Yeah. 
What's your exit plan? Yeah. You know, goodbye. Are you waving to, you know, your grandmother in the corner? I'm done. You know, I already have your exit plan um, in your mind so that you don't have to uh, soak up any of that negativity and that can in turn put you in a, a negative place for the holidays. So those are like a few things that you can do. Um, mm. Understanding your family's coping mechanisms. Yeah. Mm. That's a huge one. Yeah. You know, we all know our families, but understanding that what your family's coping mechanisms are mm -hmm. um, and your family's love language mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. also important. Um, think, you know, traditions, understanding that love language, understanding, you know, um, those coping mechanisms that your family has. That's really important. Knowing, you know, you know, when you walk in the house and your grandmother say, oh, you gained 20 pounds. Don't you hate that? Like, um, you know, like to say, you know, sometimes it depends on who it is, but I'm still smaller than you. Yes, <laughs> yes. Well, you know, and, and, and expecting that because, you know, that's your, that's your, your family member's way of showing love is to say, you know, you gained 20, 20 pounds. Yeah. And so, you know, being able to receive that and brush it off and say, you know, well, thank you for that, for that comment. You know, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for noticing. Thank you for noticing. Thank you for sharing. So, you know, doing that, expecting to have a good time, setting those limits, that's really important. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, like you say, it's all about having a strategy. And that's what being a CEO is all about. You know, CEOs right. just do stuff um, willy-nilly. They have a strategy. And it's all about knowing yourself, Knowing your family, because you've been with them at least, you know, if you're wrong, you've been with them at least 21 years. And in that 21 years, you done figured out who's crazy, right. mm -hmm. who to avoid, and who's mm -hmm. going to come with some foolishness. I mean, you know that. And so this is all about equipping yourself mm -hmm. and, and having a strategy. So, mm -hmm. you know, because for the past couple of Christmases, you know, for me, I've just decided in certain situations or just certain holidays, well, you know what? I know that I'm, you know, in a mentally fragile place. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not, you know, quite right to deal with anybody, you know. So I set boundaries in that regard. Oh. It kind of all goes around mm -hmm. what I what I can tolerate, yes. and, and it's really important. Do what you can tolerate, right? Do what you can tolerate, and sometimes that means I'm going to go and stay an hour, two hours max. Mm -hmm. I'm leaving, and then you know I can come back for a nightcap or whatever. Yeah, but for this particular time, I'm coming to eat dinner, and then I'm maybe I'm going to another family member's house. But I, yeah. where I'm from, there are like five houses on the little street, so you can pick yeah. one. When you know it's, it's it's crazy over here, you can go to this aunt's house or go to yeah. this other house, and you know have a little bit of a long time. Mm -hmm. But everybody's not that fortunate, so have yeah. somewhere that you can go, somewhere that you can escape, right? You know, and have a minute to just clear your mind if that's what you need to do. Right. And don't be beyond having somebody call you and, and now you got to go pick them up or something. You know, really, you got to, you know, you know that you, you might need to have a cold text. You send to somebody, you send them the code, the code say, I'm going to come up 511. They about to kill me. Mm -hmm. and, and then they give you a call. I yes. need you to come pick me up. Oh, I, 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 I can come get you and then you go get them and never come back. I mean, you know, don't be right. a button. Right. But you have to remember to protect your right energy, protect your space, mm -hmm. because when that you know, those family members leave, you stuck with that energy. If it's that negative energy, you have to have a way to process that. Right. So being very intentional about protecting that is important, and don't feel bad about taking some solo time, especially if you're going to be there for a couple of days. Oh, you're going to have to find something to do with yourself. Right. Self-care is the best care. It really is. It really <laughs> um, because I tell people all the time, I if your mind is not right, everything else is thrown off. Right. Everything else is thrown off. That so you have to take care of yourself, take care of your mental. You have to mind your mental mm -hmm. so that you can be the best. You can show up and be the best cousin, the best aunt, mm -hmm. the best sister that you can be during the holiday season. And one other thing is to remain an adult. 
Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Put your brown woman panties on and keep them on. <laughs> There's someone who's going to test you. Yeah. yeah. So you have to remain an adult. And one mm -hmm. thing that I tell people all the time, I don't do passive aggressive well. Mm -hmm. Say what it is. Let's deal with it. Let the energy, you know, let me be able to do what I need to do and process that energy and move along. Because, you know, when you're in a house full of passive aggressive people, Oh my gosh, I can't stand passive aggressive. I want to pimp slap them all. And nobody will say what it is. Because a right. lot of times you don't know what right. the problem is. Right. And people are just like walking around like, mm-hmm. She did she she oh you throw it up this year. Well, what's the problem? I had something else to do last year. But if yeah. you don't tell me, you know, or if you don't share those issues, then I don't know what the problem. And you just walking around mad and you know, the, again. The holiday energy is off. Yeah. So just remaining an adult, even when somebody tests you, even when somebody <laughs> you know, not really nice to you, but you know, yeah. just remaining an adult, making sure that you don't participate in any behavior that's going to perpetuate yeah. negative energy. Yeah. So so let's talk about, you know, we you know, passive aggression, you know, is, is how a lot of these things are. You say the little snide remarks, two little relatives sitting over there, literally sipping tea, giggling about <laughs> other people, talking about people, you know, right. kind of the, the, the negative energy in the air. But let's just say, all right, you being grown, they didn't tested your gangster, your gangster and said, <laughs> all right, it is time to shut this down. All right, you're going to be an adult about it. Mm -hmm. But what about those situations where the inevitable, confrontation needs to happen. Okay. That's not a time for a therapy session. No, I'm talking about confrontation. And sometimes those family gatherings can turn into a mini therapy session. She did me wrong. She didn't come to my graduation. I didn't get my $25 check when I got married. It could be whatever that can turn. So, my advice would be if you have an issue with someone mm -hmm. to pull that person to the side and have a be an adult and have a conversation. Look, sister, we're not going to do this at the holiday. Let's schedule. I can't, some I can't, turn, the, I can't turn the dinner table over and do like Miss Sealy. do like Miss Sealy. Come you can't, you can't okay. flip. You can't shake the table. <laughs> Jesus turned the table <laughs> over at the temple. I can't turn them over at Christmas. You can't turn the table over at Christmas. You cannot do that. That wouldn't be good. That wouldn't be ladylike, right? So <laughs> have those conversations after and um, be intentional about telling people what you're going to do and what you're not going to do during mm -hmm. that time. Mm -hmm. You know, don't say I am going to, you know, whisper to this person over the corner. No. This is what we're going to do, sister, when, mm -hmm. you know, next week when we leave home, you and I need to sit down and have coffee and figure out what the issue is. Right. Because a lot of times it's communication. A lot of times it's a misunderstanding. Mm -hmm. You think it's somebody said something or you think it's somebody felt a certain way. And that's really not, you know, that's really not what it right. is. So giving, right. um, honoring that person, your family member, enough to give them an opportunity to tell you right. what it is, is really important too. So, no, don't shake any tables. Uh, don't throw any glasses. Um, you know, try, yeah. try to have a uh, a peaceful time, and yeah. you know, protect your energy. Right. I, I, I just keep saying that because that is so important that you don't allow that negativity to come in and change your mood during a time when you're supposed to be spending it with right. you know those that you love. Yeah. So, and and even loving the ones that are toxic. Mm hmm. Yeah. You still have them. They're still family that you, you still have relationships with those people. So finding a way to love them through the chaos is important. But protect your energy. Find some solo time. Don't don't feed into the negativity. Don't feed into the tea conversation in the corner. Stay yeah. away from that. You know, and uh, like I said, making sure that you are protecting you. Because you, you mentioned something that's really important. And that's this whole concept of honor, right? Honoring mm -hmm. 
not only yourself, but honoring Absolutely. others. And, you know, I'm, I'm joking around kind of sort of about flipping that table over the dinner table. I'm not going to do that. But, but, you know, a lot of times we want to handle things because it is impacting us. Right. Right. But the thing that we have to be mindful of is, you know, I may be having it out with my cousin over here, but if the mm -hmm. two of us get to arguing, it's going to ruin it for everybody else who has nothing to do with us. And I think absolutely, you know, absolutely. You're about, well, you know what? I'm not going to deal with that right now. I'm going mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to do the sign of the cross, pray, you know, maybe burn some sage. You might want to carry right, some right. around, shake it on some folk. But, mm -hmm. you know, but decide, you know, this is not the time for me to get what I need because I need to honor others, especially children, Absolutely. especially when children are around, you know, because Absolutely. You know, I know a lot of um, a lot of my Christmas hang ups, you know, have to do with adult issues that I was a part of as a child mm -hmm. that, you know, that one, I shouldn't have been a part mm -hmm. of. And then two, right. carried on and influence, you know, to the extent I have allowed them to influence, you know, my, my perceptions about Christmas right. as an adult. And I think that's something that we have to do because, you know, you do need to have the confrontation and maybe the confrontation at that time is just to say the way that you're acting is unacceptable, but, we're going to deal with that at a later time. I'm going to go over here, sip my wine, mm -hmm. and peace be with you. Peace be with you is my way, my kind way of giving somebody, you know, I'm, I'm telling them all kinds of things, but peace be with you. So if you ever get a peace be with you, you better know that all the stuff that's behind. But <laughs> but again, it's all about honoring absolutely that you want. You know, it's, it's the goal. I want peace for myself. Because I always say this, if you want peace, you got to be peace. And you can't show up like uh, World War Five. Absolutely, peace to no. be coming to you because you 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 sending out the vibes that you're ready to fight and flip over. Tables. Absolutely, and you have to be intentional about having your peace. Mm -hmm. So if that means telling people or sometimes stepping in the middle and saying, "Look, let's not do this here." Mm -hmm. Sometimes you know, let's not do this right now. Let's mm -hmm. let's. You know, let's figure out another time when you all can have this conversation. Yeah. Because, you know, it's really important because there's going to be a time when you're sitting over in the corner and you're the eldest in the room mm -hmm. and you won't be. Yeah. You know, so you have to give to receive. Right. You have to give some peace to receive some peace. Yes. You no. Know, so if you're, you can't come in the room and be the troublemaker and um, try to. You know, and then say, well, oh, you know, I don't know why people are not being peaceful. Yeah. Well, it's because you brought in all this negative energy. Right, right. You know, so, and and, and another good thing about that, too, is understanding who those people are. Because you know who have a problem with people, usually, before you mm -hmm. get there. No, yeah, right? you, you know. You so, know. <laughs> being aware and just staying out of it mm -hmm. has been probably the best thing that works, that has worked for me. My family, and I have a large family mm -hmm. on my mother's side. It's ten siblings, and they all have children. Mm, yeah. A lot of them. so staying out of staying out of it, you know, and just saying, "Look, we're not gonna do this here." Right. Time. I'm not saying don't do it, but we're not gonna do it here, yeah. you know. And um, sometimes people know who the peacemakers are too, because they mm -hmm. sometimes will gravitate to the peacemaker. <laughs> so you know. Honoring yourself as a peacemaker, if that's who you are in the situation. Honoring yourself as a peacemaker. And if you can honor yourself as a peacemaker, other people will gravitate to that. Yeah. So let's talk about being the peacemaker. You know, you you are sitting there and you're observing it. Mm -hmm. And you see this auntie over here, you know, rolling her eyes at this auntie over here. And you feel the tension. It's not directed at you personally, but you see it's happening. You know, it has the potential to be explosive and ruin everybody's experience. You know, how can you be the peacemaker in that situation where you're trying to basically mediate and, and it's your, and it's there and they're older than you. It's your aunts, you know, folks that, you know, they're acting like they need to be at the kids table, but they grown, <laughs> grown and drawing social security oh. acting like five year olds, you know, what? how can you be the peacemaker, you know, and, and try to, to sit, to calm that situation down. Okay. That's a tough one because I have some tough aunts. So, you know, 
having that conversation with someone that was probably not going to be in my best interest. But I will say, staying <laughs> neutral. Right. Staying neutral, not taking sides, especially when you don't know the conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, because a lot of times you don't, you just see the tension, you just feel the tension. But staying neutral is really important, you yeah. know, um, because you that's your family and you love them and you want people to get along. But I mm-hmm. think that staying neutral when you hear those conversations is going to mm-hmm. be your best, going to be your best bet. Try right. to remain neutral. Right. Right. Because, you know, it's 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 um, difficult sometimes to be Switzerland. Right. Mm-hmm. Because you want you want everybody to be peaceful. You want everybody right. to get along. And I'll, I'll say, you know, one of the things that I had to learn was that I could not expect everybody to get along because, you know, I come from a you know blended family. My parents divorced. My mom mm-hmm. remarried. My dad remarried. And so we had kind of these two sets of Christmases or two you know, two, fam- two sets of families. And one of the things that I always wanted was, you know, during Christmas time, I wanted to host everybody at my house, you know, and just have one day I wanted to be, I was like, you know, doggone it. If the act the, what are the allies and the axes uh, <laughs> doing world war two could chill out on Christmas day, surely my family can. And, you know, and I didn't understand all the dynamics and I know, you know, stepdad and dad, you know, whatever, may not like each other. But I'm like, good gracious, can't y'all grin each other for one day? But, you know, I had to recognize that I wasn't honoring their feelings. Right, right. Them to fulfill my Christmas fantasies and come and sit around the table. Because you don't know what folks going, what's going on with them and what who done said something to who and, and, and all kinds of things. And, and everybody may not be at the space where right. they are in terms of just letting bygones be bygones. There'd be some active stuff going on. But I think that's something that we have to be honest about too, is that, you know, our families on Hallmark movies, you know, and, and we can't expect everybody to just forget everything and get along on that one day. They may, they may not, but you can't force it. Right. You can't force it. You can foster um, a good time. Mm-hmm. You can do your part going in with a positive attitude. Mm-hmm. You can do your part by staying neutral. Mm-hmm. So those are the things that you kind of, I would say, focus on is doing your part. Mm-hmm. Remembering to stay neutral. Remember to um, remain an adult. You yeah. know, remember yeah. not to get... If you don't remember nothing else about what she told you, remember to remain an adult. That'll help. It's very easy to get in something and then, you know, before you know it, you have, as you know, my kids say, you have popped off at everybody, you know, or said some, something to, to people that you shouldn't have said. So, oh, you say that out loud? Oh. I know, I know, I know. And so just remaining... An adult, yeah, you know, not going back and forth with people and staying neutral, mm-hmm. you know, just mm-hmm. really trying to try doing putting your best foot forward to foster mm-hmm. good relationships, and hopefully others will attach to your energy and can spread some of that around. Yeah, because you know we, we've talked about kind of you know the a, a lot of situations where it is fairly benign, and I don't say that to. Um, discount anyone's you know uh issues or or to say that you know something's more important than anything else but for the most part these are disagreements that probably can be resolved but what about those really hard situations where there's a family member who has hurt you like literally it could be a a a relative who has you know molested you or has done something in the past that you know was really really harmful and you have to see this person and be reminded of that trauma or reminded of those situations. You know, what, what are some of the things that, um, that people can do to try to lessen, you know, reliving those moments each year? So I would say, you know, really think about whether you want to be in that room Mm -hmm. Uh, because you are responsible for you Mm -hmm. and you are responsible for your feelings and just because you feel this way about this person that has hurt you doesn't mean that everybody else in the room mm-hmm. doesn't have a different experience. Mm-hmm. And so when you see the everybody else being nice and, and having, you know, cheering this person on, yeah. that can follow some real, you know, bad feelings. Yeah. 
know, and that can put you in a bad place because your experience is different from everybody else's in the room. Right. So the first thing I would do is decide if I want to be in that room. Mm-hmm. You know, like we talked about last week, change of traditions. Yeah. Your Christmas may not look the way or your holiday may not look the way that it has looked in years past. And mm-hmm. so what can you do to make that the best time? Mm-hmm. And it's okay to say no. Yeah. Right. You know, it's okay to say I'm not comfortable with that. And so I'm not going to be able to attend. And if you really want to attend, attending at your own pace. Mm-hmm. Do can stand. If you mm-hmm. can go and attend for an hour and that's okay with you, then go attend for it. But don't put yourself in a position where you're uncomfortable. Don't put yourself in a position where you are vulnerable. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to protect your space and your energy. And if you cannot take it, it's okay to say, I can't do that right now. I'm not there yet. Yeah. And having people realize that you may not ever be there, which right. means that you may have to change some traditions. Right, right, right. But and, and stuff that's what, in the way is not is never okay. Right. And that's what being a CEO of you is all about. Is it's being okay with saying no and being mm-hmm. okay with setting those boundaries and Absolutely. not just being okay with it, but being unapologetic about it and recognizing that as the CEO of you, mm-hmm. that's your right. Mm-hmm. You are entitled to do that. You are empowered right. to do that. And this is right. all about, you know, again, kind of starting with that self-awareness. Right. Right. If you know, if, if you know, you're not mentally strong, then don't even put yourself in that situation. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, because it's, and there's nothing wrong with, with acknowledging that, you know, mm-hmm. You know, because like I say, the past couple of Christmases for me, I've known I'm not mentally where I need to be to deal with all the dynamics that go along. So I tell you what, I'm going to put myself in a safe space where I don't praise it for the holidays because I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to do that. And then when I do feel that I'm able to do it, then I'll do it. But until then, I ain't doing it and I ain't sorry I ain't doing it. (laughs) One thing that we do, um, and and I tell people this all the time, we measure our strength by how much stuff we can take. And, you know, Mm -hmm. stuff is not the word that I really want to use. Yeah, I know. We measure, okay, well, she took this and she took this and she stayed in a room with the person who molested her. Oh, look, she is so strong. Yeah. No, she's breaking down on the inside. Right. You know, and so we tend to, you know, congratulate people for taking so much stuff. Right. Instead of telling them, you know, it's okay for you not to do that. It's okay for you to say, I'm not attending the Christmas dinner this year. And, you know, I'm, I'm removing myself from the equation mm-hmm. because I'm not there yet. Right. And I, and I think, you know, like you, you've hit on a very important point. Being strong is not taking it, you know. Right. That's not being strong is being strong is making a decision about what you are going to take and what you are not going to take and don't take what you said you're not going to take. That's truly being strong, because if you're ho- taking in all of this negative energy, or you're taking in these hurtful things. You look strong, as you say, on the outside, but on the inside, you're just breaking all down. And then when everybody's gone, you fall apart. Right. And remembering that you don't have to self-sacrifice. Yes. You don't have to be the sacrificial lamb. Yes. You know, you don't have to do that. You can say, I'm not doing it this year. You don't, have to, you don't have to be the sacrificial lamb for everybody else. Yeah. Because where does that leave you emotionally and mentally? Right. Right. You know, you don't have to do that for everybody else. You have to make sure that you are okay, that you are honoring yourself by putting yourself in positions that are good for you mm-hmm. and that allow you to win. Right. Right. Don't set yourself up to lose. That's that's not what CEOs do. You know? Don't yeah. set yourself up for the negative conversation if you know it's going to be there. That's why you got to go back to step one and be prepared. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you choose to do that, then you have to go back and you have to prepare yourself for that. So Right. Right, because it's all about 
that decision, those strategies, and and truly being, like you say, intentional. You've used that word a lot, and that's that's not a trite expression. You know, being intentional is, you know, creating a vision for the kind of life you want. Absolutely. And, and again, we're talking about it in the context of holidays, but this is true 365 days a year where you have to be intentional about how you want to be treated, mm -hmm. how you want to be respected, and that you are and decide that this is what I want. This is what I desire. I like to use the word desire. I, I listened to a a webinar a, a while back that was talking about wealth. And, and one of the things that uh, that really struck me and has really helped me to refocus is using the word desire instead of want. Mm -hmm. Want is a double entendre because it can mean to desire. It can also mean to lack, I, I you know, to be in need of. And so I think we have to not be double minded mm -hmm. about what we desire and right. what we deserve because i use those words desire and deserve intentionally because you have you can't be double-minded about it you have right. to be focused and and you know i always talk about the word decide means to kill all, you know it's root is side right. to kill and decide means to kill off all other options which means you are singly singularly focused on what it is you desire and what you deserve and you can't be double-minded about it absolutely you made a wonderful point about that and you know being again my word intentional about mm -hmm. your phrasing mm -hmm. because you want to be able to speak life into what you're doing and not you know not using those negative things and saying you know this is what i desire mm -hmm. this is what i'm going to be Mm -hmm. This is what I'm going to do when I get to my my grandmother's house for Christmas, and being again intentional about what you desire. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And 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 again, not not saying you deserve and desire one thing, but you acting differently. <clears throat> right. And that's you have to have an action plan. You got to line it up with what you say that you want, because right. you know when at this other event that you and I were at, you know, you say you want to buy. You want, uh, you know, to buy a new car, but if you haven't prepared, if you haven't saved, you haven't put something into action, you can yeah. desire it all day. Right. But if there's no action. Right. Your desire. Right. Because, you know, we're getting into the vision board season, if you will, right. where people are beginning to make their vision boards and, and literally go through those vision board activities, you know, for what they want in the new year. But I think, you know, a lot of us forget that the vision board is just the beginning. It's, it's just the vision a that you are projecting, but ain't nothing going to happen if you don't back that vision up. Right. So, you know, this is all about, again, making those CEO moves, creating a circle of influence, deciding who is healthy for you and who is not. Then right. empowering and educating yourself for elevation. You know, you talk about being prepared, knowing yourself, knowing the other people, knowing mm -hmm. what you can withstand and knowing what is your limit. Right. And then operationalizing what you learn, optimize your outcome. You know, it, it makes no sense to listen to what we're talking about tonight, set a vision for it, and then you get there and you don't act upon it. Right. All of those things go together. Right. All of so those you have, to, you have to have an action plan. You have to put work into that. You have to put work into that board. You have to, you know, be again, my word of 2019 is going to be intentional. Mm -hmm. You have to be intentional on your action plan. You can't just put that board up and say, okay, um, I did a, bit, a vision board last year, but have you put yourself in motion to, mm -hmm. to optimize the possibilities for that goal? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, have you put yourself, you want to be, you know, on the cover of Essence? Have you put yourself in a place to do that? Yeah. What are the things that you can do? What's, uh, what, are, what is your action plan for that uh, particular goal that you have? And so you put those things on the board, but you also have to work for them as well. And I think that sometimes that's a misconception when people think about vision boards, that something is going to magically appear. And that's not what happens. It mm -hmm. reminds you. It um, puts those things in front of you so that you will remember to work your action plan. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think Hold you accountable to you, as I always like to say. 
absolutely. Yes. Well, of course, we've done it again. We've gotten <laughs> gotten this conversation real. That's one thing I love about this, you know, is that, you know, it's it's so um, powerful when you just start having a conversation around things. You know, right. even though I always have a planned topic, the 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 flow of the conversation <laughs> is is always natural, and it just right. it just rolls on along, and it's always great to see how how mm-hmm. it progresses. And, and and this is what we do when we sit around the table, you know, mm-hmm. over our beverage. That's why I say bring because there's power in talking, you know. And and because when you give, um, when you give a voice to what you're feeling, you give it power, right. and you are able to to act on it. So you know, I just want to again thank you so much for joining me here in the C Suite. It has been an awesome, awesome couple of episodes. You were here on the last episode. And you are closing out the this uh, calendar year. This is the last episode before the holidays and episode 25. So this is okay. uh, for 25 episodes. So I'm so excited about it and so excited to um, have this important topic of, you know, what to do when you deal with the with the toxic people. It's something that's so important. It's something we must empower ourselves to do. So any parting words or anything that you want to share with our audience about anything you've got going on or just how to get in contact with you or anything that you want us to remember about your time here in the C-suite. So I have thoroughly enjoyed this topic. <laughs> I've learned some things myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want to first say thank you for giving women this platform and giving women this opportunity because without things of this nature you know that could mute a lot of women so thank you for giving giving women this opportunity to be a part of the c-suite i think that's really important so thank you um i can be reached at um premier counseling services um on facebook and on instagram it's at premier counseling services um, coming up, this we talked about vision boards. So coming up in the next year, um, January 6th, I'll be in Houston, Texas at the Houston African-American Museum of Culture hosting a vision board um, event. And then I'll be here in Gulfport on January 12th hosting a vision board event. And you can find information out about both of those events on um, the Premier Counseling Services page. All those events are shared on there. So. Um, Thank you again, Stephanie, for having me. I hope that all of our viewers learned something, got something out of it. And um, I wanted to say, you know, thank you for having me again. And I hope that everyone has a a stress-free holiday season. Um, And remember to be intentional about your space and enjoy as much as you can these holidays. All right. Well, thank you so much. I hope to get to see you. I plan to get to see you earlier in the in the new year plan to make my oh, way yeah. so you know we'll have to have us a beverage together yes yes the conversation that shall not be televised, it? <laughs> it will not be televised. <laughs> yes well you have oh, a great, great holiday season always good to talk to you and again thank you for what you're doing to empower women and girls and to just show us all what it truly means to, as I call it, live life in the end, making those CEO moves, and you continue to live your best life because that's what you deserve. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right. All right. Well, I hope that y'all enjoyed that, and I hope that this episode has been impactful for you, and I would like to remind you that this episode was brought to you by Deciding on Joy, my journey from breakup to breakthrough in 30 days. This is something that will help you to, in fact, decide on joy. And it's a self-help book that helps you to transition from the pain, the loss, and the despair of breakup to creating your own personal journey to breakthrough. Because a breakthrough is only a choice away. So you can go to www.decidingonjoy.com on joy that's decidingonjoy.com to order your autographed copy and of course it is available on amazon so we have come to the end of conversations from the c-suite and this is the final episode of this calendar year and we will be picking back up in the new year with a series 
that is going to focus on living life in the end because I want women everywhere to decide to live life in the end. They don't have to choose between either or being a mother or a wife or a CEO or a sister or a friend or a lover. Baby, you can do it all, but it takes some strategy. So we're going to be talking to women who are living life in the end. They are living their own personal version of having it all. And you can have it all, maybe not all at the same time, and maybe not all in the way you desired, but you can definitely have it all that you deserve. So I look forward to reconnecting with you when the series begins again, and we will be having those CEO powerhouses in the C-suite. And of course, you can catch previous episodes at csuitewomen.tv. That's csuitewomen.tv. And you can go back and catch the previous 24 episodes if you have not had a chance to catch them before now. And I just want to say thank you so much for joining me here in Conversations from the C-Suite where you get to create the life you desire and deserve. And I hope that while you were here, you were able to feel something, learn something. But most of all, I want you to do something because this was a great conversation, but you've got to do something. You've got to make those CEO moves, create your circle of influence, elevate and empower, I mean, educate and empower yourself for educate, for elevation. I can't talk. And you need to operationalize what you've learned so that you can optimize your outcome because all you do is take notes and put comments in the feed and give me the little hands. I love the hands. I love the hearts. But most of all, I want you to do something. So thank you so much. Until next time, I am Dr. Stephanie V. Barnes, your host of Conversations from the C-Suite, the girlfriend's guide to being a CEO. Whether you report to a CEO or you are the CEO of your own business, you are always the CEO of you. So don't just talk about it, be about it. And the right time to do it is now. Don't wait because weight broke the scale. Your life is the product of your choices. Choose to be the CEO of you. Until next time, I'll see you in the C-suite.